Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome once again to Marvelous Monday, and it has been a marvelous day. So many things happening uh, in our city, in our country. My goodness. So we're going to talk about some of those things tonight. Uh, Miss Rihanna will be coming in a little bit later on. You know, it's getting ready for school, and so we have to get our young folk all put together Uh, get those clothes, those school clothes bought up, those uniforms or whatever they're going to be wearing back to school this year, uh, getting them ready and getting those masks put together so that our students will be all prepared uh, and we'll make sure that they are safe. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that a little bit later on, but let's make sure all of our guests are here, our co-hosts, I should say, not our guests, our our guests, all of you that are listening out there, but our co-hosts. We'll make sure that our co-hosts are on for the evening. Let's start out with uh, Dr. Hagney. Dr. Hagney, are you there? Good evening. Hello. Yes. Hello, Dr. Hagney. Boy, you talking about somebody that's been busy. That's Dr. Hagney. He's out there taking our community. Uh, so many things, and we thank him so much for that. And you're going to hear from him shortly. But we want to also find out if Mr. Arthur is there. Mr. Arthur, are you front row center yet? Okay, guess not. So let's see. Uh, I don't know if Pastor Cooper is, is there or not. I, I, as a matter of fact, I got a chance to talk with him, uh, Dr. Hagney, on Saturday. So, uh, so they released him from there in Washington, D.C. They, as you know, he was out there fighting on our behalf of uh, voters' rights and making sure that uh, the equality that our Constitution says that we have, uh, the right mm-hmm. to vote, that he was fighting for that. And, of course, you know, he was arrested for peaceful protesting. And that's the, really the sad part is that you cannot even peacefully protest uh, in this country without getting arrested. So uh, it, it, it's a serious matter. Uh, I tell you, it's a serious matter. And uh, we, but go ahead, Dr. Hagney, and, and kind of brief us on COVID-19 uh, right now. Give us an update. Oh, good evening. Good evening. Well, you know, it's sort of like we, well, we are in the midst of, really, we are in the midst of a storm. Uh, basically, what we're saying, we're saying the, the, the facts, uh, what we've been saying all along, uh, really borne out, and also the facts about the effectiveness of the vaccine really being borne out now. So, you know, if anyone else needs evidence, we've seen those evidence daily. But the, the other side of the uh, vaccine, the Delta virus, uh, the normal rate that is occurring in, in these United States, particularly among the unvaccinated. It has become a situation between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And in the southern of these states who have the slow rates of the Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, and Arkansas, they are really been devastated. Uh, the normal that our cases are occurring, uh, so like I was 
Irish across. But on the other side of this, you know, we've been talking about this. We've been talking about the vaccine. But what's really beginning to part is the, the, um, the health care workers. Talk more about how they were inundated prior and previous experiences. But really right now, they are really, I had conversation with several nurses across Texas this past weekend. One of them was a relative of mine, and he was just talking about, he said, Doc, I say, you know, he's working double shifts, and he just, he was saying if he had known he would be involved as a nurse, and he probably chose uh, another career. But that's what they're going through. He's hanging in there and everything. I would say, let's pray for our healthcare workers. Uh, he mentioned there are some nurses being brought down from northern states to come into Texas. And so let's pray for our, all our healthcare workers, all those individuals in the hospital and what they're going through, because they have families, uh, you know. Uh, and so pray for their families and just God bless choosing nursing healthcare as a career. And I know God will stand by them, but we, we need to help them. We can help them by getting vaccinations. So that's what we that's what we can do. We need to do that, uh, and so that's the answer. The vaccinations are proven so effective, and so that's all I need to say. But well, there are some discussions about um, boosters and all that. It's too early to be talking about the boosters and need for the boosters, even though that's being looked at uh, to determine that in the future. But what's occurred in one of our sites? We this is the third time going to the site. Uh, we haven't called from individual who were living in this site area, even some of these churches. We have 24 people that missed the first two occasions. Now they want to come for the third occasion. So please, we say, we say by all means, welcome. So your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, and also I want to say specifically for the young kids as we get ready to go back to school, and the young, young kids under 12, do it for them because, as you well know, we don't have a vaccine approved for them yet, but uh, they, are, they are the hours they – they are most, the most vulnerable ones. So do, do it for your community, for your for the young kids, and and uh, what's going to be uh, individuals going back into schools. They are really they are really devastated. And the nurses, well, the school teachers are having different meetings what to do about this, and and so just keep praying for them. Pray that the governor would change, allow some of these school districts to do what they want to do. And there are some districts that are moving ahead on their own decisions about the math and all that. That's what really needs to happen. Our healthcare workers and our school teachers, our professional people, they need to think about it individually. They need to step up and uh, and be act, be proactive. So let's pray for them, because they are really in a storm. So that's all I need to say about the virus. But this virus is the most fascinating. We've seen very good, uh, Doctor Hagman. In Peru, so let's, we just need to do that. Okay, um, that's all. No, very, very, very good. Um, and I piggyback on with you, and when uh, Pastor Cooper comes on, uh, maybe he will uh, uh, offer us a word of prayer on behalf of all of those healthcare workers. Uh, I, I understand fully what uh, nurses are going through with uh, in, in the hospitals. And uh, as, as you remember, when we first got into COVID back in March, we're, it looks like, uh, Dr. Hagney, that we're back to where we were almost, yes. if yes. not worse, with this Delta yes. variant uh, as mm-hmm. we were in March. And as you know, yes. we brought in, just in Tyler alone, we brought in 400 well, in East, between Tyler and uh, Gregg County, Longview, 
We had 400 nurses from Africa that was brought in here because of so many patients and people in the mm-hmm. hospital. I just got a, mm-hmm. a message from one of my dear friends whose son is in another part of Texas, and he's sitting out in the hallway, don't even have a room, been sitting in, out in the hallway since 10 p.m. on last night because mm. the hospital is filled and he cannot even get a room, sitting out in the yeah. hallway on oxygen. So it, it, not, a, not even beds, so they have to sit in uh, wheelchairs. We don't want to go back to where we were, and so that's why we're pleading. And then we'll talk quickly a little bit about uh, – about the, the Dr. Hagney and our group, uh, the task force is working on a, a grant so that we can educate people, uh, in particular people of color, black and brown uh, communities, uh, in the rural communities all across East Texas, uh, to make sure that people really know and understand uh, of the vaccine. As Dr. Hagney says, the vaccines are safe. It's already been proven. Uh, that the people who are really getting deathly ill uh, from COVID are the unvaccinated uh, individuals. So we want to make sure that people get the right information, listen to the medical people, the scientists, uh, people Mm -hmm. like Dr. Hadney, uh, those who have studied science that knows it, that knows science and knows drugs and knows medication and all of that, Mm -hmm. and so that you will get the right information from the right people and not Mm -hmm. from uh, people that you may hear on talk shows that that have been to a a school and never sat in the classroom of medicine and that. So it's it's just really important that that we see that happen. And then we see uh, places and people like the Veterans Affairs, they are requiring that military personnel get the vaccine. Uh, some people are, are not requiring that. They're letting people uh, make their decisions on their own. But some places don't want you in their facilities if you're not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. They don't want you there working. Mm-hmm. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah, I like to say that's is, when you mentioned the grant that is coming. That's really that's really significant. A uh, hack squad to the uh, Biden administration in the state of Texas because they yeah. they they put this in the they're targeting. Uh, the communities of need. So that's that is very impressive, Doc. Uh, working with A and M, the groups putting grants together. They are yeah. really serious about. And this and this is where you're going to see the um, impact. You know, we've been you know we've been working on this for several months and everything. And it's just amazing to see this and everything. It's just heartwarming to see that the entire state and other individuals will be will be uh, part of this whole grant operation. So we're very excited about this and and the impact that we're making about reaching our community. I'm excited about it. Absolutely. And so, we, it, as we know, uh, East Texas stems from uh, Beaumont up there with uh, Pastor Cooper all the way up to Texarkana. Uh, and so we want more people out there in those communities and in those counties that we don't cover because we can only mm-hmm. cover so many counties. And right exactly. now underneath our net health uh, are, are eight counties. There are a whole lot more other counties that need to have this grant money and this information mm-hmm. disseminated out there. We have Texas College that's working in con- – yes. first of all, the grant is written through uh, – and we thank Dr. Hagney, I can't say that enough, who, who initiated us starting our founda- our organization, our 501c3, which is uh, Northeast Texas 
task force led by uh, Dr. Hadney and many others that are part of that. And so, but we want to make sure that other organizations, all in other parts of the world, because this grant is focusing big time on rural communities. Yes. And so yes. we want to make sure that the rural communities where they don't have a CVS or they may not have uh, a health department, they may not have right. someone who is actually going to vaccinate them. And that's what we've been doing all along is trying to reach the exactly. community. So I believe, right. Dr. Ha- I believe Pastor Cooper is on, and so we're going to bring oh. him in. And, and uh, yes. yes, and we want well, also I've been enjoying uh, information. Pastor Cooper. <laughs> well, thank you. We want we want you to offer us a word of prayer on behalf of all this country, period, and all the things that you have had to endure while you've been out there on the battlefield working on our behalf, and then praying for our health care providers who are who are up close and personal with this every single day, and here they're turning around once again and having to be right back to where they were and where we were back in March. I'm going to turn it over to you, Pastor Cooper. Thank you. Amen, amen. Father God, we come before you right now with bowed down heads and humble hearts, Father God. Our heads are not bowed down because we give up hope, Father God. For our spirits and our eyes look to the hill from which comes our help, and we know that our help comes from you, Father God. But our help also comes to us by, by way of knowledge, Father God. And you said your people perish for lack of knowledge, Father God. And we thank God for the essential workers like Dr. Hagney, Father God, and Dr. McKellar, Father God, nurses and essential workers and doctors and, and those that are working behind the scenes, like my own son in Missouri at uh, St. Luke's, Father God, handling the COVID virus, Father God, even as it spread with a different variant, Father God, the L variant, Father God, and different other ways that we don't even know that is is transmitting itself throughout our communities, Father God. Father God, we want our people to uh, open up their eyes, Father God, so that they can see the light, Father God, see the uh, uh, walk away from the darkness, Father God, disinformation, Father God, wrong information, Father God. We want you to open their eyes right now, Father God, because they never know what loved one that they can save, including their own lives, Father God. Father God, we're praying for all the folks in uh, uh, East Texas, Father God, from Southeast Texas up to North uh, East Texas, Father God, and then all the great state of Texas and all the ones that's battling this thing we call COVID. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Amen, 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 Pastor. It's good to hear you, hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard you with yes, the little Texas. God bless you. Yes, yes sir. Oh, it man, it is great to be here. Sure. Oh, great. Man, I just asked something. Up in our Northeast Texas, I was told uh, there was a parent was very concerned about a son who was playing high school football, and he was telling her majority of the uh, black kids on the team have not been vaccinated. They're waiting for the courts to, uh, I hate to use the word demand, but they're waiting for the courts to tell them uh, to get vaccinated. Now, I heard the courts play a major role in high school sports for reaching our children and everything. I don't know if that's true. If that's true, I'm just for the coaches out there to, you know, you're not forced to just just ask them, whatever you, you communicate with them, that they need to get vaccinated. So I just hope you, you, you play that role. If that's true, we just pray that you will, you know, do your part in that, in that situation. Well, Dr. Hagan, and first of all, Pastor Cooper, thank you so much for that fervent prayer. But let me let me just tell you this: our parents have to take that initiative. 
to make sure that their children are vaccinated. Both my children, both my grandchildren are involved in sports, and my son and his wife carried their children right on over to get vaccinated. My, my grandson is the captain of the football team, and my granddaughter wow. is the captain of the volleyball team. And that whole family has been vaccinated. Uh, the boys in the 10th grade and the girl is going to be in the 12th grade coming up uh, in September. So we as parents have to take that initiative to make sure, because some people are listening to Abbott. And so which is, are we going to transcend into that? But I think, Mr. Arthur, Mr. Arthur, are you there? Yeah. How y'all doing? Can you hear me? Good. Hello? Yes, you yes. can. Good evening, Mr. Arthur. Go ahead and make your greeting. Yeah, I just want to say my governor is an idiot. Well, you know, Mr. Arthur and and Pastor Cooper and Dr. Hagney, it's amazing to me that this guy is telling everybody not to wear masks. They don't have to wear masks, but he has the humiliated gall to call into other states and asking medical personnel to come to Texas to help in our hospitals because we have so many sick people that have come down with this COVID and this Delta variant again. And then, and they're unvaccinated people. The Most of the people who are getting this, as Dr. Hagney mentioned, are unvaccinated people, those that are critically ill, that are in the hospital. Yes, there's a breakthrough, even with some who have been vaccinated, because these these vaccines are at 94, 95% efficacy rate, which is a very high rate. However, there may be a little breakthrough. You may have been around somebody that ran a high temperature or had a lot of symptoms, but I guarantee you those who have been vaccinated are having a mild, very mild case, and they're at home in quarantine and doing well. The very sick people who are unvaccinated are in the hospital, critically ill. As I mentioned early on, one of my friends just sent me a message said, please pray for my son. He's sitting in the hospital out there in West Texas, sitting in the hallway, been in the hallway since last night at 10 p.m. on oxygen. That's a tragedy. But go ahead. Exactly. Uh, Mr. Arthur, were you, were you finished? We're going to talk about it. Yeah. What I want to say is that, you know, this whole thing has happened because we got a fascist Republican Party, a fascist Republican Party that took authority, is taking authoritarian rule, and disunity is part of getting what they want. And they're doing it in the plain sight. You know, we found out this other stuff that what Mr. President was doing. But I'm trying to say that all, all this is one patch. Because it don't make sense. They can't get a shot. And you and you tell me, and you, and you tell me, you don't want to buy the, the way they ask because freedom. Freedom, uh, yes, freedom to. But anyway, uh, you know, we got to stay focused and, uh, you know, kids right now because, that's ridiculous. Now, I did hear uh, him, a host up here in Dallas, the superintendent, he had a press conference and said that a group of parents have filed in Texas. So as a result of that, they're going to do it in Dallas is they're going to 
mandate that kids wear a mask and and, and that's what they're doing here in Dallas. So I don't know what they're doing in other parts, but a group did awesome. You faded out, Mr. Arthur. Oh, I, I said there was a group that that that, that filed a lawsuit, okay. uh, and and here in Dallas, in, in Dallas, we're going they're, they're going to uh, mandate masks for the kids. Okay, very good. Well, everybody oh, knows that last year I got two hundred and fifty thousand masks brought into Tyler. Texas, and they're still in the warehouse. Wow. Well, so, go ahead. <laughs> I, 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 I was I was offended by that. Wow. I need a mask. You need some of them. Well, uh, there's other school districts that can use it, so we're going to make sure that they get disseminated out to other school districts. But I, what I think yes. is these parents is that you have to you have to take the initiative yourself to make sure your children are safe. Make sure that right. So let's so right. let's talk a little bit about let's talk. I, I don't know if the if the Supreme Court is the Supreme Court. Uh, they they're not going to overturn uh, Abbott's. Uh, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. The one in the way like the census, the, the court, the court, they turn the defense rules telling the, 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 the people that they can't uh, require masks and so forth, require vaccinations. So they overturn that. So that's, and then I think thinking they overturn it. So, uh, okay. oh, yeah, in Arkansas. They also overturn in Arkansas. Right. Okay. So and they file one here. So I got because the, the schools their their charge is keeping our kids safe. You're not keeping kids exactly. safe because them telling folks not to wear masks. That's stupid. That's just crazy. Well, well, how how yes, and how is it? So they're asking them to postpone elective surgeries. And how is it that you're going to? Uh, you're going to tell people they don't have to wear masks, but you're going to turn around and ask people from other states, other healthcare workers, to come to your state to assist you because we're having this massive surge of cases and our hospitals are, are backed up and filled up. A double-minded that man is unstable in all his ways. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, that's the humiliated gall. I mean, how do you even begin to think that you can do? I know. Double-minded. Un- what, kind of pri- what, kind of, well, what kind of privilege do you think you have yeah. Yeah. to keep people unsafe? It just, it saddens me. Well, it's going to come down on what kind of people are we? Who are we? What kind of people are we? That's what it's going to come down to. Right. Exactly. Individually, right. what kind of what, what kind of right. personality yeah. it's come down to? Right. I mean, because because we know what kind of folks they are, so you know we got right. to figure out who we are, do what we say. 
know, it's gotten so it's bad ridiculous. though. I mean, some, I, some of they or us, they switch, jump the ship. They jump the ship because they see their loved ones dying. And what we have doing, y'all covered so well what uh, uh, Brother Ab is not doing, uh, and and things that he's doing that's chaotic and, and confusing. It's not it's not even a straight pattern what he's doing. But what we have to do right. is remind our own that you need to get vaccinated. Watch this. I, I love it when I talk to someone, you know, being being a pastor and I'm crying with folks and praying with folks. And so I decided not only just be a pastor, I am an, I am an activist. I am a civil rights activist. Yeah. So I challenge yeah. the rooms when I'm praying in those rooms. I say, okay, now, who all in here is vaccinated? And all of a sudden yep. I get a show of hands and, and, and they're not vaccinated and she's not vaccinated and he's not vaccinated. But they yep. tell me the one that is sick is vaccinated. I say, yeah, but the one that's sick is vaccinated. But this is a different variant, and you all brought it to them, and you are killing them because of the there fact you, you refuse to get vaccinated. And when you're refusing to get vaccinated, so we can talk about Abbott all day long, but what are we doing? Yes, we have to check home. Yeah. And so yeah. so we have to ask not only because I, I've been caught up with uh, being on text with 20 different people. I say, well, okay, I'm praying for her, but did she get vaccinated? And somebody jump off the building and say, oh, yeah, she's vaccinated. But then I, I send a finger through there. And I say, now, how many on this line are vaccinated? Because you all been visiting her and taking care of her, and you've been yep. bringing this different variant to someone that's been vaccinated. So you are yep. you have blood on your hands. So so I'm yep. I'm the bloody civil rights activist right now. Okay, Very, uh, I've been Very. arrested, so I can you can arrest me again if you want. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I've been through mm-hmm. it all. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling us, mm-hmm. I'm checking us right now. Watch this. I will stop running for governor right now because the seat of the clergy is more important to me than the seat of the governor's office. The man I serve mm-hmm. is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, and I'm going to put us in check. I don't want your vote so bad that I'm not going to put you in check. I'm checking our right. families, our friends, our nieces, yep. our nephews, and I'm asking you, right. are you vaccinated when you're going to see right. mama, daddy, and grandpa? Exactly. Exactly. That's very good. That's very good. That's all right. That was, That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also uh, it was uh, yeah, Pastor uh, Carol uh, was on TV today this afternoon, and he was speaking out. So that's what, we, as you just mentioned, uh, Pastor, that's what we need the discussion need to be uh, talked about. Uh, and so we need to uh, like people wearing masks and pictures without masks and everything. We have to be an example for people. You're, you're right. Uh, we need to ask the question: Are you how you vaccinated? And that's that's going to be the base. That's going to be the foundation we need to touch. I'm proud of you. Say that because we look. to a large family reunion this past year. It was amazing. The number of people were there, and very few of them had masks. I gave them brochures, flyers. So we're targeting all these family unions that are caring during these summer months to ask them the same questions. You know, are you vaccinated? Are you bringing people that are vaccinated? So we have to target these. Family unions that are occurring during these summer months. Very, very good, Dr. Hadley. And, and I was at a wedding, and very few, uh, little, little to none, I had on masks. Maybe five or six of us in a wedding of about 125 people. And just think about being in the midst of that many people that came from all kinds of different places, and then they left and they went back to those different places, not just in Texas, right. out, mm-hmm. of, out of state. Yep. And so they're carrying it, they're carrying it back and forth across the borders and everywhere. I mean, I would love to be able to get away to go on a nice little vacation 
with my husband, but I'm, I'm staying right here close by, close in. I don't want to be on the airplanes. Let's look, at, look at all the craziness that's going on on airplanes, guys. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's yeah. another thing we haven't talked much about. <laughs> but look what they're doing on airplanes. Keep the alcohol away. I don't know what, but go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Go ahead. Yeah, I live in Texas. I'm still alive, I'm staying right here. We're going and You're actually going in and out, Miss Arthur. Say it once more. Oh, I, I'm not going to go anywhere. <clears throat> I said I'm not going anywhere because they may lock the door. They may they may lock the door and, and won't let me back in. So I'm staying here to get it done. I'm staying here until we get it done. Uh, my phone's back in. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm getting on service. Go, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just talking and on mute because <laughs> I always mute out when I'm uh, when I'm not talking so that we can get a good, clean, clear. What was the last thing that was I, – I couldn't remember the very last thing that was said by – was that by you, Mr. Arthur, or by Dr. Hadney? Did I lose you guys? I okay. can, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Can, can you hear me? I can hear you now. I'm here. Uh, okay. Well, well uh, uh, we're not going anywhere because they may lock the door and us back in. So I'm staying until we. That's doing. exactly. That's, I, that's exactly right because I, I I hear what you're saying is that when you try to come back across that border, you may not be able. They may throw you in quarantine, and you can't carry right. on with you, and which right. is rightfully so. That should happen because you don't know what you hey, picked up along the way. Hey, they could call me a black Cuban and send me to I'd be calling you from Havana. <laughs> so come, he keeps so it so real. My, my friend keeps so it let real. Me, he, I know. So let me ask this question. What what in the world should we say to Abbott in regards to uh, should we start a campaign of of people calling his office and just just tell me what you think that we should do because Texas is going to, I mean, our vaccines, we have plenty of vaccines, but we're going to have plenty more cases of COVID-19. And uh, that this may affect me by not being able, my, or my eyes is not really considered an elective surgery. It's a surgery that needs to happen, but it could very well be postponed. What should we do? Wow. Let's start with, let's start with you. Uh, Mr. Arthur, and then we can do a round robin, go to Dr. Hagney, and then uh, Pastor Cooper. What, what are your thoughts about how we should handle this with, at our state level? Go ahead. Well, I think we need to. Well, I, I think we need to have an Abbott rally. Uh, Abbott. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. I can hear Hello. you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Yes. Yeah, we should have a, a rally. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Abbott. Uh, uh, yeah, Abbott. Uh, oh, Abbott rally. And then, and then yeah, an Abbott rally, yeah. And then and, and, and go over the grid, go over the, you know, just go over the boat and, you know, just have an Abbott rally. Wow. <laughs> and then at the end of that rally, uh, arrest him instead of me getting arrested. There you go. Nah. 
they asked me to stand uh, to the side for a little while and see if I could cool off, and I dropped down to 97.5. So wow. we might have to be careful if you start talking about taking temperatures because when we were out there last time with Dr. William Barber, Freddie Haynes, Bishop James Dixon, and Dr. Shirley McKellen and all the people mm-hmm. from East Texas, I think it was more people from East Texas anywhere, uh, we had two people <laughs> pass out in that heat. Yeah, had two people pass That's out. Right. So that, that sudden plays a factor in in, in, in people. So yeah. we, we we might want to do like you say, do the vaccinations, show you vaccinations. You're, you're 100. You're 100 yeah. percent. And then we we may have to have our rallies later into the evening. Now we we did right. uh, we did a voter registration drive on Saturday at Tuscoopanos. We were down in yeah. uh, Gladewater, Texas. Uh, and yeah. so, uh, right, so we had the everything, the table, everything set up outside, but it was too hot to be out there. Now, right. it started at 9 that morning and went to 2 p.m., uh, and I, I had to leave just about shortly after 1 because I had another uh, other events here in Tyler. But it was way too hot for anybody mm-hmm. to sit outside. I don't care if it was a tent. Uh, and and right. Saturday, there was not a tent set up out there. But you know, it's it's a little bit. We we got to think about our health uh, as well. Oh, yeah. And so uh, we we yeah, have to do our rally uh, later uh, into the uh, afternoon. Go ahead. As you remember how hot it is now, Eddie. Now I don't get hot. Now I don't want to go. Want to go right now? Yeah. It is hot. Yeah. The parents don't have to disclose if the kids come down with COVID. Uh, Governor said that if your child has COVID, you don't have to tell the world that your child has COVID. That's his privacy. That's his HIPAA laws. That's his this. That's his that. Uh, Yeah, so we have so many things Mm -hmm. to fight, and we have to get the word out there. You know, we have to say this almost every time we have uh, this, this call and every time we get on the radio is that, when you're talking about the Tuskegee uh, uh, situation, they were held back. They kept the, the medicine from them. This is completely opposite. We have the right. medicine available Correct. to us. There so we, we need there to make go. sure we rehearse that. Right. Uh, one thing that I learned from Dr. William Barber, okay, uh, going to all those rallies, I mean, within three weeks I was, like, with him two out of three days of the week, and we were somewhere protesting. And what he did, is what a normal Baptist preacher would do, and I didn't think he was Baptist, but he would make them recite <laughs> and repeat what he said. He had five points, and he recited and repeated and recited and repeated. And so we're going to have to recite and repeat that the Tuskegee uh, experiment was that they did not give us the healing, the antidote, the medicine that we needed mm-hmm. to survive mm-hmm. all of the things that went through. Uh, uh, That's right. So I think it was herpes. Was it herpes? Or, uh, which which mm-hmm. experiment was it? Syphilis, syphilis. Syphilis, syphilis, syphilis. syphilis. So, okay, syphilis. So, so we we need to make sure that we get that narrative out there and make sure it's correct and let them know because there's some young folks running around. Well, I'm just not taking it. Why are you not taking it? Because I'm not sure of what's in it. Well, you're not sure what's in Nyquil either. I'm not sure what's in, in the food I ate last night, but I ate it. It tastes great. There you great. go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm just there saying. Carrot cake is one of my favorites. There you go. You you don't know what's in that uh, marijuana that they sell out there the on the streets and all those illicit the drugs that they sell that you yes. uh, take within your so body. No, that's right. Ahead, it's amazing. It's no one. It's amazing. No one taking many medications as Americans do. Yeah, yeah, we, take a, oh, we take a we take a pill. We take a pill for every. 
we'll take a pill for everything. So it's amazing we even have the audacity to make drugs. We take <laughs> so all sorts of medicines. Oh, yeah. I'm here. I'm with you about that. We, 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 yeah, and, yeah. We, and a lot of it, you know, there's so much misinformation. You know, people don't even have you know, critical thinking anymore. So, yeah, so yeah. We, that's where we just keep rehearsing and keep getting to it and, and also try to get people to think. If they think about something that's they yeah. say, then they, they, then they yeah. become realized yeah. they're making a sense. When you talk about, when okay. you talk about the civil studies, you know, those are trial studies. Those are control studies. And there are reasons yeah. why they give medication. So they, people need to understand Inside studies, outside of studies, are not just like uh, regular administration of medication. If you're doing clinical right. trial, you're controlling the medication for a particular reason, for a particular outcome. Right. So people don't know right. enough about a clinical study to say, well, I'm afraid of causing this. Stuff. They don't understand what went on in the study and why it went on. So that's part of the whole right. education process, uh, that critical thinking is what's not taught much in schools anymore that people need to understand, right. you know. So, yeah, I agree. But we have to keep giving that information out here well let me let, let me piggyback and help you out and tell your point dr hagney uh that is like with alzheimer's and dementia right now that's a, a study that has not been uh, uh uh addressed right now because of the money that goes behind it so that's what people don't realize is that a lot of these studies the reason why they're lacking or are lagging behind is because there wasn't enough money in front now cancer is to the point where your neighbor your friend your cousin is going to survive cancer uh, because they've done so much treatment and study and rehearsed the research behind the scenes and so much money is important to it because cancer affects right. so many different people. So so now right. it's no big deal. You, you, you're going to have people that had cancer like it was a cold, you know, and they treat mm-hmm. in multiple different ways. See, so so see, what we learn now, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, see, what we learn is cancer therapy. We learn how to treat right. the side effects. But prior to cancer, mm-hmm. you would DC a medication, you would stop with therapy because the side effects uh, occurred. And yeah. cancer therapy, meanwhile, we, were, we, we learned how to treat side effects. And to a certain extent, yeah. we needed some in some areas, but we, knew, we, need, we learned how to treat side effects. It just didn't DC a drug because you had a side effect, because you had uh-huh. one other That's one effective moment right. of anti cancer drugs. They're side effects. They have to have the side effects. To yeah. cancer. So that's, that's the whole that's understanding it. that clinical people need to know. And, and that needs to be taught in our right. schools more than it's being right. taught by critical thinking and well, what's actually going on. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to do this because we, we're going to have to do it. And we need to, and when the 100 black men, 100 black uh, women, the NAACP going to the schools, we're going to have to have our own seminars and, and teach and educate, bring in the Dr. Hagnes, buy his lunch, pop mm-hmm. those, and, and, and mm-hmm. let them physically see and hear from someone that's knowledgeable, that look like them, walk like them, talk like them. So when you're talking, Dr. Hagnes, I'm listening. And, and what it does is stirs up my spirit because the other thing is that uh, one, one thing that, and we have to say what it is, the warp speed of, of, of working with that. The number 45, he did that, but he didn't carry through with that. So my point is this, is that a lot of money was poured into this campaign of giving us the treatment that we needed. So a lot of people say, well, it was too fast, I don't trust it. No. The other things, we can have healing for dementia right now if we spent as much money as we spent on this thing, COVID. Yeah. COVID exactly. is a pandemic, which means it's exactly. affecting everybody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And- and that's an excellent point, and people need to recognize the value of the vaccine is because that money was spent on that on the vaccine development. Right. That's why the vaccine was proven and being so effective, because the money that was committed to all those major researchers that created these vaccines. So that's a that's an excellent point. The the results of that that, that investigation is, is the product that the, that that produced the vaccine. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we have to keep shooting the horn. We have to keep saying it. Uh, <laughs> I have to keep saying it. 
Yeah. <laughs> we have to keep yeah. repeating ourselves. That's right, by the word of God. Listen to this part, though. What what we also have to push is that COVID-19 means there's 18 other coronaviruses that we have had to deal with. This is not new. We have been studying coronaviruses for a very, very long time. So it's not mm-hmm. really, even though we got busy 24-7 and in 10, month, 10 or 11 months they had these vaccines, but, but, but the COVID new to them. These are things that they have been studying, uh, the virologists and the scientists and all those people uh, for a very, very long time very long time. And if they had not been, when we were working in the hospitals and we'd have a patient to come in, and the next thing we know after we got their blood test back and all of the things, then we have to throw them in isolation. We, we If we had not been vaccinated with various and kinds of things, we would have, as healthcare professionals, we would have been already, probably already left this earth. But because we were vaccinated, then we were able to save ourselves and then gown up and glove up even stronger and put these people in isolation and go to that next level to make sure that we don't get what they already have. So I say we should let the people know that even though it seems like it was quick, this is something that we've been studying for a very long time, and that's coronaviruses. We have Ebola, and we have SARS, and we have MERS. We have all these things that are already, Dr. Hackney knows what I'm talking about. They're in the hospitals right now right. with patients. And, uh, but because people prepare to take care of themselves, then they can take care of the patients that are there. Go ahead, anybody. Dr. Hackney, I, didn't, I mean, I don't know if Pastor Pastor Cooper, you were trying to say something. Um, no, no, go ahead. No, I was, I, I was, yeah. I was, I was, amen corner. I was amen, amen, yeah, yeah. amen. So, so we, we got, we got to make sure that they know. Make sure they know. Well, we dealt with that, and if you gentlemen don't have anything else, we'll we'll move on over uh, to. I don't know, if Dr. Hagney, if you had anything else to say in regards to the COVID nineteen, but just know everybody that we're working profusely on getting this grant together yes. and getting it yeah. out back in. It's due yes. by the by the twentieth and I'd like to see it gone by the eighteenth or nineteenth. By the nineteenth I'd like to be on their desk, not even wait till the day that it's due at five PM, but to get it in there yes, a day so. ahead of time. Because we got oh, a I lot need, Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I need to say something quickly to Pastor Cooper. We'll be coming down there. Uh, appreciate that site you identified. So we'll have a person come down and meet all the key individuals in uh, Jefferson County probably within the next uh, couple weeks to identify and further explain and look at that site you're talking about. So appreciate that recommendation. So you're on our short list of developing a a site down there. Awesome. Thank you. And then we want to we want to publicly say that we thank Texas College, uh, Dr. Marshall uh, Biggins, uh, and Dr. Pennell. And we want to thank the North Tenaha Street Church of Christ. Dr. Um, Edward Robinson is the minister there, and uh, uh, Mr. Artis uh, Newsom, who actually serves on the school board here, is uh, uh, he heads up the. Uh, the uh, healthcare ministry there at uh, my church, North Center Hall Church. And we want to thank Ned Health, uh, 
for collaborating with us, and then we are going to re- be reaching out to uh, Pastor Caraway, who has been uh, very actively involved in uh, helping us to fight against this COVID and, and doing the testing and, and making sure that the vaccines are out there. And then we want to thank uh, Smith Temple Church. We're trying to cover all of the churches. In all the areas. Mm-hmm. Very fun, all areas from the from the uh, CME Church, the Baptist Church, with with uh, Pastor mm-hmm. Caraway, who is the moderator for the Baptist Church here locally, and then we, of course, we know uh, Dr. Houston, uh, Dr. David Houston, who just recently lost his wife, but we have one of mm-hmm. uh, his uh, parishioners who is actually working with us, Miss Abby Starling who worked with us as she was uh, worked as a matter of fact with the breast cancer uh, grant mm-hmm. and uh, and then of course Miss uh, Kay Chappelle uh, she's the pastor to uh, the Church of the Living God and then of course we thank the, the uh, city of Tyler Mr. Don Warren but it specifically thank uh, uh, Fire Chief David Cobble who reached out to me and asked uh, me to write that grant and sent mm-hmm. all the information and all the people that we're collaborating with and and I don't know if Doctor Hadney if you're going to be bringing in a family circle of care. Oh yeah, you know, they're yeah, doing yeah. some work out there as well. But we need all boots on the ground uh, yeah, working yes. to make sure that we can strategize. We have four strategies that we're going to be presenting to them, but we want to get that information out there to the community, working with the, yes, with the uh, barbershops and the beauty shops, because people come and they sit in, and let me just share with you that one of the young ladies at my church was one of the most popular hairstylists in Tyler, Texas, died of COVID-19. Young lady. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. As a matter of fact, she was a twin. Go ahead, Dr. Mm, wow. Well, yeah. I just want to mention, you mentioned the Family Circle of Care, which is a pro agency. It's amazing. You're talking about a name changer because they're a complete unit, and they have a fantastic mobile unit that's in-house now, and we're looking yeah. at a place where we ask them to place that mobile unit on a schedule. But they are a full-service program. Uh, and, and, and so that means from, from pediatrics, women hair, all that, they – they care for things in-house. You don't have to worry about the referrals to the hospitals and everything. So, And that's a name changer for them in the community. We'll partner with them as a third round out there, one of the churches and out there in the uh, um, Chandler area. So we were excited about that, and they are. And, and there are another group, a couple other groups we're looking at partnering with across uh, Texas that, that they represent a, a complete service in a one-stop facility versus having referred to a hospital to other groups. And they have the staff on board. There are a couple of projects we're going to be working with them on. Uh, expanded the uh, maternal uh, um, um, mobility program, mortality program, also a prostate mm-hmm. program. Because they have programs in place, we can actually implement those programs with them. And so that's going to be very that's going to be very impressive when we when we roll those programs out. Very good. And so, uh, Dr. Hagney, the question would be that uh, how far out will Family Circle of yep. Care go with that medical yeah. van? Would they will they go deep into rural East Texas, or yep. are they just they, uh, working they, closely within right. the they, city of Tyler? They are assigned three counties, which so unique about our North has our task force. We okay. can cross those state lines from Texas County all the way to Beaumont, working with these different groups. And most all these groups have certain state, certain counties they can cover. But the Correct. uniqueness, what we're putting together, we can work with all of them beyond their boundaries. We, uh, we, we're consistent across that. So that 
or where other individuals have that limitation for their, their district, their city living, or where their church. But we can go across by partnering with them. Because, for, for example, I mentioned the uh, maternal project. We are partnering with all the three mental health agencies from Texarkana all the way to Beaumont are coming on board to uh, participate in that project because we can cross those city lines or territorial lines with that project. And we're going to do likewise with the uh, prostate project because you don't have have guys talking. You, you have a urologist. And the last time you had a PSA, that's all like you're talking about. Have you, you weren't a man, so have you had a vaccination? So people showing up places, okay. we're going to have to ask those questions. So, yes, we had a unique ability to work across because uh, people come on board, the state groups, all these, they're coming on board because they know we can cover multiple areas, and we're very excited about that. That's why I mentioned Pastor Cooper. We'll be coming down there in the Beaumont area, you know, in Jasper and those areas because we have this group that acts in reaching those areas. Great. And, awesome. and which okay. three counties does the Family Circle of Care cover? They, 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 cover they, they cover Smith, Cherokee County, and also Henderson County. And then there we, there's, a group, right, there's a group calling us from Texas, Canada. They're covering uh, that Texas, Canada region up there. And I think there's a group down in uh, Pastor uh, Cooper's area. They, these are full agent sites, and we're going to partner with them because they have the ability to access the vaccine. Uh, and and right. so that's a, that's a name changer for We're very excited about working with them. And also there's a couple of church groups that are asking us to partner with them across their district. So that, that looks very exciting once we put all that facts together. Right. Well, the one, quickly, the one thing that we, yes, that we talked about, uh, Dr. Hagney, today in our meeting is that, and, and what I mentioned to the ladies that were there in the meeting, is that we, we want to work really hard as we possibly can to bring, like if we're out there in deep rural East Texas and that we have this little community over here, and, of course, Dr. Hagney has always talked about the, uh, the uh, drug uh, pharmacy deserts, but if we have, and, and the reason why I know this territory so well is because when I ran for Congress, I traveled all throughout East Texas, all of these counties, traveled wow. to 16 counties. And so you may go for a long ride before you run into from one house to another house. <laughs> and so we're going to have to figure out how we can bring these people together. One project we're looking at, one of the groups we're working at, they're really identifying sites who like a medical clinic. We are talking about actually establishing medical clinic in some of these areas, in areas where they have pharmacy medicine. There's a pharmacy group we're looking at uh, for is actually putting some pharmacies in some of these sites, but also pharmacy looking at providing pharmacy service to uh, the homeless. Sure. So we're sure. looking at, uh, well, this is going to be a name. we got designing spaces where there should be clinics. Uh, that's entrepreneurship. You should go in business because all these clinics, you don't have to have a position to access that clinic now. So we can have real access where we can actually put clinics in places that they're, they're not anymore. There's one uh, a religious group started clinics up in Tennessee. They are a, they are a wow. Christian group. They started a right. medical clinic in one of those towns in Tennessee. So you don't have to rely on these well-established health services in the past because no. they pay for surgeons and they fail. So we need to re- we need to that we need to create sites, start clinics, put people in on board these clinics, and also staff these clinics. So that's gonna that's the name changer we're doing uh, to identify these sites where there are no pharmacy, these pharmacy deserts, so we can solve those those uh, those places, no clinics, and also working with some of the home health agencies, where actually taking vaccines into a homeless person that can't get out, actually giving vaccines in the home. So this is gonna be a name changer. 
what we're doing because it's non-traditional what people are used to seeing our healthcare system in the past, which has children's exactly. surgeons and has elders. So we are creating a new look healthcare system and new players in the healthcare system, new people at the table uh, making some of the decisions. That's going to be the name changer. We have people at the table who are affected by this and who have not been served properly in the, in the past and also documented the disparities that occur in all these areas. And that's what's significant about this other grant we're working on because I know A&M, that's what the industry and all this data was going to carry out all this data is collected. But we are, we've been out here collecting this data that they're looking for in the grant. So really we can actually give them a lot of data that they're looking for in the grant. That's fine. That's fine. It just helps us to correct, you know, collect more of the data. Well, I tell you Great. what, the, one, of the, one of the best ways that, that you can wipe out your educational grant if you went to medical school, nursing school, is to go out in rural America and mm-hmm. they'll wipe oh, wow. out yeah. your, they'll wipe that yep. money out, that school debt, they'll wipe it out instantly. The government will wipe yep. it out instantly. That yep. those programs started years ago and we have to push right. to make sure that people get back to that. Uh, and so right. which transcends me over to um, to uh, the homeless. To, uh, let's, that, that's our next subject. It's 856, so we're going to go ahead and jump on in there because this is, this is a big one right here. And that is, now I'm sure that many of you know that several weeks ago it was voted on and, and, and President Biden wrote, signed a bill uh, saying that he wants to eradicate homelessness in this country. Well, starting September the 1st, you cannot have any homeless people under the bridges, sleeping on the ground, anywhere in America, starting September the 1st. And we begin today here in Smith, in Tyler, Texas, we begin today, all, if you go down under the bridge here where we said people for the last 15, 12, 15 years, every Saturday or whenever we could get food to take down there because McKellar said one day, uh, you eat more than one time a week, McKellar. You eat more than just on Saturday. So you got to get more food down there to the people. So we started Mm -hmm. on Tuesday and Wednesday, and whenever we could find some food and find a little money that can go purchase or we could ask somebody to do some donating, churches, chicken, or whatever, we would take it down to them. Well, starting today, if you go down under the bridge right now here in Tyler, Texas, because we've got to be proactive, we can't wait until September the 1st to start removing those tents and things. You're not going to find them. And so we've been making sure that some could get into the uh, Highway 80 mission. I'm sure everybody is familiar that lives in the East Texas area. Dr. Hagney, mm-hmm. I know you are. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that Mr. Arthur and uh, Pastor Cooper is because this is not exactly their area, but on the Highway 80 mission there in Longview, Texas, and then we have one location here on 64 West, and so we're finding places to put the people who want to go someplace. I was on radio today talking about this because there was some concerns with some of the people uh, there. Um, Mr. Kenneth Butler was concerned. Uh, Sir Charles Shaw was concerned about what was going to happen with the homeless. So it's not like that the city is just walking away from them. But I also said to them that we want to make sure that, that we, we educate the people enough to show them that we honestly and sincerely care 
about their well-being and their greater good, and we want to place them because guess what? There's a grip of money. $45 million came to the county. $27 million came to the city of Tyler. So there's money and funding out there to place, give them vouchers, get them in some housing, help them to pay their mortgage bill and their rental bills so that they don't become, so more people don't become homeless. But that's kind of what we want to talk about in regards to Mm -hmm. that. The homeless, that is, and President Biden, we thank him for taking that initiative to say Mm -hmm. no more homelessness in this country. We have the wealthiest country in the world. Why do we have homeless people? Any comments? Mm-hmm. We'll start with you, Mr. Arthur. Any comments? Well, for, for yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. What I want to know is, what are you going to do with the uh, do all that? Now, what are you going to do about that ten percent or whatever that have become wild and that they don't want nothing to do with none of that with them? What are we going to do with the tent city? What are y'all going to do with the tent that's going to be well, we're going to percent still that, 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 that has become like wild people don't want to be infected, want to stay. So what are you going to do there? Unfortunately, uh, uh, Mr. Arthur, we get most of it. I don't know why you, you say that at some okay. parts of it, but what are we going to do? I think I heard you say something about tent city, or did you? The 10%, yeah, I think you yeah. said 10% that's oh, that's unruly, 10%. that you can't control, that you can't control, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that doesn't we, want we, housing. Correct, correct. And we talked about that. We talked about that today on the radio, and, and I said that every, we, we're not going to be able to save everybody. There's some uh, homeless people that obviously we know that, that need some, uh, some psychological uh, help, uh, we can't force people. We can say you cannot be on city property. You cannot be on, uh, but you can be on somebody's private property if they don't care about you being on their private property. You can do that, but you're not going to be able to just sleep on the street because there's help that can help you to get to places that you need to be. And if you don't want that help, you just have to know that you cannot sleep on the streets. Now, what I also said you're lock, is You're, you're going to lock them up or you're going to lock them up? Yeah, what are we well, going to do? You're well, going to lock them up or and, what? And, and, and then, then they're now, so I'm glad you brought that out, uh, Mr. Arthur, because there is an organization. So once they, if, if they refuse to and try to sleep on the streets, they will be picked up, but they will also be treated. They're a, a group of lawyers that are helping to make sure that that our homeless people are taken care of. It's mental health in the prison system is what it's called, and it, it's the disability uh, rights of homeless people. And then there's a group of attorneys, that, uh, and they're based out of uh, Houston, Texas, and they're mental health advocacy for uh, the homeless. And so you, you have to pick them up in order for, to get them some help, but you're not picking them up to throw them in jail like we have done in the past. Our, our mm-hmm. mental health mm-hmm. uh, facilities is our jails, right? Well, that's mm-hmm. no longer going to be like that. 
and so to answer your question, and let me put that let me put that phone number out there for anybody that wants to that may be listening to us tonight that want to know about this. Uh, this one is based out of Houston, as I said, and it's a seven one three four eight two six seven eight three. If you have family members uh, that uh, it's a Miss Taft T A F T that uh, that you would would get that may answer that line uh, and just let them know if you have family members who are in in jails right now and you know that those people are mentally ill and that need some help mentally then reach out to this organization this group and they have a group of attorneys that work hand in hand mm. with helping our people to get themselves some help any questions well, let me let me. Uh, I'm throw, uh, go ahead, Doctor. I'm impressed with. Well, I, I, I'm impressed with that. Uh, uh, you did work with Dallas, you know, on uh, you know, with doing with homeless here. But 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 here, if I get if I have homeless come out of early. I'm sorry. Say again. What's the last thing you said, Doctor? Come home, Tyler. I'm impressed with your program. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm impressed he's with impressed your with your program. You need to bring it to Dallas. Oh, okay. yeah, he's impressed with that program. He's <laughs> impressed. He's giving you a compliment. He doesn't give up to me. Thanks. He's giving you a compliment. Thank <laughs> 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 you. I'm moving to Tyler. Yeah. 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 I receive it, Mr. Arthur. If you if you go into our bridge right now, Mr. Arthur. And Pastor Cooper and, 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 of course, Dr. Hagney, you're not going to see any tents, and Dr. Hagney can tell you, and, and even Pastor Cooper, he's been down under there, he can tell yeah. you, and I think you have too, uh, Mr. Arthur, but there are no tents set up. I mean, it got to be massive down under there they, because mm. they used to be down under that other bridge where you really couldn't see them, and they would come out during the daytime, and they'd come and get the food and whatever, uh, go to the mm. Salvation Army maybe and get food, but they'd go back down under where you couldn't see them. Mm. But then it got yeah. to the point where they came out and came under the overpass, underneath the overpass, and they had a big mm. tent city, not like Dallas, mm. not like California, but they had one. But you can go down there right now, and you're not going to find any homeless mm. people down there. Oh, I have a question. There was a discussion. We had a call out of Houston, the possibility of developing a what we call a homeless pharmacy, well, a homeless pharmacy service. Right. Called the question about acquisition of drugs uh, and inventory of drugs, and uh, pharmacy people say we're telling pharmacists need to step up because these individuals on medications. A lot of times they might uh, receive sample medications from the mental health sites, and a lot of times these medications for the expiration dates and everything are not held properly. So there is a discussion that you think there's a feasible. This group is talking about developing a homeless pharmacy service uh, from Houston all the way up to East Texas that would target some of these areas and also would be tied into with some of the medical services where they actually get their prescriptions and also organizing a formulary, a homeless pharmacy formulary, not including a lot of these uh, expensive medications and get the doctors right for those medications. So like the Walgreens, uh, not Walgreens, Walmart deal that follows the $4 prescription program. And so that's what that's what's being discussed. So you think there's a possibility that if that's another entrepreneurship uh, role being discussed, uh, you think that has uh, a great potential 
by partnering with the well, cities and groups who are actually having this? Actually, Dr. Hagney, that, that started to come into fruition and discussion prior to uh, the new law that that uh, President Biden just uh, mm-hmm. implemented. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and what they're wanting, they're wanting people to have, uh, they want people to have housing. That He sent mm-hmm. out a group of money. Listen, if we pull up and look at the amount, trillions of dollars mm-hmm. that he sent out mm-hmm. here, and even just think about how much we got. We got $27 million for in Tyler, Tyler, mm-hmm. city of Tyler, and we got $45 million for the county. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's for rental assistance and making sure that your mortgages are paid. And then the mm-hmm. one from the city is the HUD program. So many mm-hmm. of those mm-hmm. people who are under that bridge, they qualify to get a voucher. We just okay. have to work with them and, and get them un associated and unaffiliated with the streets because the media right, exactly, has been on exactly. the streets. And tomorrow, yeah. I, I, I encourage anybody, tomorrow, some of the people who have been working with the homeless that know them up close and personal will be on radio tomorrow, KGLD at 3 p.m., talking about what the homeless people have said having to be removed. Everybody we mm-hmm. can't save. But but the reason why we can't save those that we can't save is because of the mental illness that they have. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we have to figure out how we're going to work around that issue. But I Mm. I think that I think that 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 program would have been a great program long time ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I want to see mm-hmm. the, I want to see the people go into a regular drugstore uh, to get their prescriptions and not have to be given their prescriptions on the street because right, exactly, they a little bit need right. a little bit more control. Would you say? And if we just oh yeah, uh, yeah. So that's who, what, who knows? That's that, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. That's that's why that discussion about that pharmacy, pharmacy, homeless pharmacy service. Uh, that yeah. of course there was a need for some consultation with the medication. Interaction discussions and also the specific looking at that. So okay, I'll because they called me from Houston, so I'll tell them there's a possibility to further develop that proposal. Because you, know, you mentioned the vouchers and all that, uh, they can get those and also control the drug costs. Uh, would be in working with the medical groups who are treating them. That'd be very good. Okay, that's excellent. Thank right. you. Thank you. I'll, yeah. I'll tell yeah, them. Yeah. Yes, sir. Pastor Cooper. Also, let me encourage. Yeah. Let me, yeah, let me encourage. Uh, folks that have to deal with mental illness, and uh, one reason why I decided to get a master's in psychology because I deal with a lot of that being a pastor, and a lot of people don't realize that pastors deal with that. Even people at the barbershop, I mean, they, they, mm-hmm. they're dealing with this all day, and I've seen it. So let me encourage you, those that did those interventions of first time, second time, third time, you may want to try to do it the seventh time because you never know when it's mm-hmm. going to work. I, we we have mm-hmm. a loved one in our family, and uh, he was one of the first babies. Uh, that was born in the community, uh, what they called uh, a crack, crack baby, crackhead baby, and it was adopted by one of our family members. And the doctor said, well, when he was born, that he probably wouldn't make it to be five, six years of age. And if so, mm-hmm. he would not be very intelligent. This mm-hmm. young man graduated uh, with a That's C right. average, high school, That's had right. a mental breakdown That's at 21 right. years. And so I started fighting everyone, you know, doing the karate at the drugstores and going in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and call the cops because they don't have the systems that they need. So we would show up as family members, and we would deal with this. And we noticed that when he sees certain people like his mom or myself, he would calm down mm-hmm. enough to, to get him restrained and get the treatment that he needed. 
And we mm-hmm. found out that when he fall off his medication, and, and that's what family has to do. I, I call it the Titus movement. Uh, mm-hmm. and the Bible tells us to go and tend to our our own family, our widows first, and then the church, oh. and then the community. Mm-hmm. So we have to go mm-hmm. in and do the hard work and, and show up and let the cops know, let everyone know that, hey, he's off his medication, let me talk to him, let me in. Mm-hmm. And then when he's back mm-hmm. on his medication, or she's back on his medication, this is what we did. We finally had the, the, the heart-to-heart and said, listen, if you do not maintain your medication and maintain mm-hmm. your residence, we, mm-hmm. our hands are tied, we can't do anything. And you, do you know that 12 years ago we got through to this, this young man, and he's now off mm-hmm. the streets, he's no longer homeless, wow. So I'm just hey. here as a voice to encourage those of you that have family members like this, and we all have someone, do mm-hmm. not give up on them. Mm-hmm. Please do not. Amen. Hey. 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 And, and, and hey. that's another reason, and you really nailed this, uh, Pastor Cooper, and my concern with uh, Dr. Hagner was mentioning the program uh, that the pharmacist wants to provide for homeless. Now, who's going to oversee to make sure that those homeless people, that if they're homeless in the streets, if they're taking their medication on schedule, if Mm -hmm, they're getting mm -hmm. the refills that's needed, well, nobody's going to be there to make sure they take that medication every single day. That's just not going to happen. Well, see, that's why there's no tell where that may end up in the street somewhere. Go ahead. Well, see, that's what that drug takeover. Yeah, that's yeah. why they brought us a point because really that's not doing that's not being done effectively now, and that was their point on an organized program, working with the medical groups and the mental health groups. You actually can track those individuals, the medication they're on, and, and uh, they're receiving their medications in the counseling. That's what they were talking about. The pharmacy services could actually give an individual counseling who understand these medications. And a lot of time, individuals who dispense medication mm-hmm. to these individuals. They don't have the pharmacy knowledge. They just they just filling prescriptions, and that, and that counseling that's that's necessary. And that's that's what's really not happening right now. So that's what they're suggesting. Of course, that's back to that building component to be able to provide that improved professional pharmacy service. Because our complaint with pharmacists always down um, been historically, pharmacists are the last one to the to the table when you plan a health program. You know, and mm-hmm. even building mm-hmm. pharmacies and buildings, they think about the pharmacy medication after the hospital is built or the clinic are open. A doctor write a lot of prescriptions, but the pharmacists need to be yeah. there from day one, and this is what they're recommending. The pharmacists need to be there uh, with the professional experience from day one to make that change. Yeah, so good. Okay. So they're talking about they're talking about going to the homes where they live because because once again we're trying to eradicate homelessness, so they're not going to be in the streets. They're right, going to be right. either they're going to have a voucher to be in a home, right. or they're going to live exactly. in, in a, a, say, sometimes maybe even a nursing home, sometimes well, maybe even in assisted living. Uh, exactly. Where, where, you know. Yeah. Well, so, right, because you got to see that group home model, the ideal model. Control. is already yeah, consulting in the uh, group homes like long-term care facilities. And group exactly. home facilities because you have them there. And then you have a, on a good prescribing position or practitioner, whatever like that, for a drug. Right. So that's that's what they're talking about uh, in these homes. Because you put them in a place that could be like a group home environment, so you have them right. there, so it would be easy to identify and track their therapy um, profiles okay. and all that. So that's what they're talking about. Great, excellent. That's very so, good. So the so the pharmacists will go into these facilities. Yes, because right now. Okay. Right, and you're living in group homes. They, that's the that's occurring right now in some of these group homes. 
where individuals are in these private groups on pharmacists go there and review medications and therapies just like they do right. in their own that's facility. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why pharmacists need to be at the table when designing these health programs. And so mm-hmm. you have these think, people that move right in the prescriptions. Yeah, we'll bring it all on the table. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. be at the table. Be at the table. So that's what they're right. at. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Makes good sense to me. <laughs> Makes good sense to me. Yeah, because actually they get medicine over and over. Of course, I know every 30 days, every 30 days uh, there has to be an assessment of the medication. But mm-hmm. the medication, mm-hmm. once, once the nurse, once that registered nurse makes that assessment of the medication, then that goes up to the physician. It never really goes mm-hmm. to the pharmacist. It goes to the right. physician, and the physician approves it. It's like yeah. when, when this COVID started, and I, yeah. I was saying on one of our calls on our task force uh, meetings mm-hmm. that that the way the way we can get these vaccines into the home, and Dr. Hagner mentioned this a few minutes ago, I used to own a home health care agency, so I understand. Right. And we could have all those nurses are going in and out of there every single day seeing those patients. They could exactly. pop those, and these are nurses. They know how to give injections. They could give it, give every one of those in-home uh, home health care patients that vaccine. So we yep. just all yes, have sir. to work all of these. we got all of this brilliant medicine in this country, yeah. but like Dr. Hagner says, this hand over here is not talking to this hand. Well, there's sometimes right. when the right hand needs to know what the left hand is doing, right? Right. That's, that, yeah. that, octo- that's that octopus that he's trying uh, to pull octopus. together? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. Okay. Well, yeah, anything else listen in regard- well, I'm just saying, really? if they don't listen to him, we're going to come in with the uh, jellyfish tentacles and sting them and wake them up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I tell you what, hey, we got to stay woke. Hey, Shirley. Yes, sir. Hey, Shirley. You know, while we're doing all this right here, the Greeny said that it's code red. The world is on fire. It is on fire. Yeah. Well, it's, it's on, on fire. fire. For sure, for sure, it's on fire in California. <laughs> yeah. Now, hey, 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 now, uh, now, Africa, now, Africa, Russia, I mean, like, and now in a bunch of countries, and yeah, they just be. there, the Germany, uh, you saw what happened to, uh, hey, so, uh, so some emergency stuff are going down. We have to transition this kind of. Republicans been 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 playing around with the thing for so long, the gas and oil folks turn down the money, and so uh, you know, and so transmit here we have technology to it, you know, thing. So I'm I'm just I'm just, I'm just telling folks just looking at it, study it. Uh, uh, the UN said code red, code red. Right. Code mm-hmm. red. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get. And it's going to get worse, right? I think it's going to get it's worse before it gets better. You know, we we have the we have to, to, to you know uh you know like they say we're doing nothing. You know, you be looking at eight degrees about a year, you know, about eight degrees. But of course, you of course, hey, you know, everything's back. You know, everybody bad. Uh, yeah, you know, basically we start now. We can, you know, we can 
you know, slow it down, start to receive. But 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 it's gonna be more water, more land gonna be lost, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. So like thin the meal. Yeah. Well, so keep you, those so prayers you, going. Yeah. Keep those prayers going. Yeah. So, hey. especially for hey. Parkland Hospital, as I, you know, that's my hospital. I trained there several years. I, I'm telling you, I, I, I saw things at Parkland Hospital that I have never seen anymore in my career. I mean, and be there on Friday night. Boy, they said, oh, yeah. if you oh, have yeah. any gunshot wounds, bring them to Parkland. Yeah. Anything that oh, yeah. you have out the street, <laughs> bring the Parkland, and I'm telling you, Parkland is amazing. That's the DR in Beaumont. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm I, I worked about. there uh, for two years uh, in 4 a.m. full moon. You got every oh, kind yeah. of issue, and then I, I didn't even think about this until you started talking to Do- uh, Dr. McKellar. Uh, I mm-hmm. worked in the High Note Building in Baptist, which was the uh, psych area. And I had I was in security. I had to restrain those people with mental illness. Sure, And sure, uh, there's a sure. technique. So that's the reason why yes, I hold is. the police uh, uh, accountable, how they handle folks with mental illness. I yes, I was trained to do so. And there's a technique, the tactics to take them down without hurting them or yourself. So they can't that's tell fine. me that, that it's not possible. I, I hold them accountable on things that I've done myself. Sure. There you go. We've been, we've been there, done that. Have. Been there, well, done that. Before, That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you, you reminded me of uh, the, the Kaufman case out there, and I don't think we talked about it too much uh, on the show. I think we we were trying to get around to to talking about it a bit last week or so. But but the young but but to see that police officer straddle that young girl. Uh, just didn't look right to me. I don't know about you guys, but he's on administrative leave now, but it just did not look right to me. And I'm sure everybody saw that video uh, of how, and he said that he was trained to restrain her like that. They were trained to restrain such as that, but he had his, it looked uh-huh. very sexual. Uh-huh. It, it, it just didn't look uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Well, here, like he said, trying to do it like, like that. That's what he said. Yeah. Okay, that's what he said. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, well, and I believe it. And you believe it, huh? You believe he was trained that way. Yeah. I believe. Well, he was. Oh, I was not happy with. That. And, and and you guys do know that we have a black district attorney there in Kaufman County. You do wow. know that, right? Mm, I did uh, not know that. Uh, 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 yes, District Attorney Gibbs. I know him personally, up close and personal. Uh, but but anyways, that attorney has been, I mean, excuse me, that uh, police officer is, is on administrative leave now. But Pastor Cooper, we would like for you to share a little bit uh, with us a little bit more about your time there in Washington, D.C. And then I believe there's uh, an event that's going to take place on the 28th. Uh, and I believe it's a, it's not it's in multiple cities. I believe Austin, D.C., um, uh, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, and maybe someplace else. Uh, are you familiar with that? Yes, August uh, August twenty eighth. I August think 28th, that's led by yes, uh, yeah uh, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton. I think is that one. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yes. So okay. 
so the fight goes on and it, it yes. continues and and but share with us a little bit about uh, what hap- what was happening on the actual day that they decided that you all uh, needed to be arrested. Is that something that you can talk about? You know, and, and let's just, I'm going to back into it for a second. One of the reasons why people like Reverend Al Sharpton has taken up the cause and the fight for, for the things that we just finished fighting for is because of the people that you have on this, this phone call. And so I just want to give kudos to those that, that, that deserve it. Uh, Brother Arthur uh, Fleming and I, yeah. uh, we reached out to, in the campaign and folks that, that are concerned, we reached out to uh, the Poor People's Campaign. And yeah. uh the, the the ones here in the state of Texas and 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 you know I kind of like the name that uh, Arthur I'm gonna let him say it that he called our uh, protest in uh, Austin what was it called brother uh, Fleming Bullcon there you go Bull he, lo- he loves saying it Bull Connor and Dr William Barber called it James Squad 2.0 voter suppression. But, but, but what happened is when, when you start a fire, there has to be a starting place and a flint somewhere, and, and we were the flint. And so I thank God for those visionaries that was part of that team, uh, Tracy and all of them and the tops, and, and you, Dr. Yeah. McKellar, came on board, Tracy Arline, yeah. a lady in the, uh, in the wheelchair with her uh, son and spoke yeah. so well, yeah. and, and Stephanie yeah. and, and Rob right. and all that. I mean, just hats off to them. You all are the reason. State of Texas, uh, uh, on the ground troops, boots on the ground. You said it earlier. <clears throat> you are the reason that we had what I call the the um, the, uh, the 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 final uh, flame that will continue to burn, like the Olympic flame that would never burn out. And so yeah. now it's catching fire, like uh, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton and, and and this National Action Network man. Uh, it's going to partner with others. And then there's other conversations that I heard with Dr. William Barber and uh, Bishop James mm-hmm. Dixon, uh, those mm-hmm. voices that were out there, and they said they're going to partner together and get on every capital, every federal ground, and in every state and in every county. That's where we're headed. So I'm just giving you part of what's been spoken. This is where we're going. We're going to go yes. Zoom, and, and we're going to yes. partner together. So. So this this is what was exciting about that. These folks, Dr. Freddie uh, Haynes, the the orator, the great orator, oh the voice is heard a beacon of light. Oh my God! You know, so I I I just uh, at all to be a part of uh, these folks and then to to bring it to a, a finale and and to be continued, not the the grand finale, but to be continued to get arrested yeah. by people like Congressman. Al Green, come on, he's yeah. famous for yeah. being the official co-author of the HR 40 with uh, Congresswoman yeah. Sheila Jackson Lee that was on the sidelines yeah. because she's already, but she couldn't go out yet again. I think she still had some things to get in order. So we thank God for people like that that heard our voice. So what I'm saying is that yeah. those of us that think that we're in small positions, not doing things, we did this from East Texas to Southeast Texas. And that's what it ended up with my your friend, your co-host here, getting arrested after they told 200 people, we don't have enough people to, to surround you and arrest you today. Please stand down. They begged us to only have 10. And then when we found out 10, uh, there was still too many, they would have to take us downtown. And our lawyers were on the scene, and they said, do not do this. Do not stand in the street and pray. Do not kneel down and pray. Hold on. We were arrested for praying. <laughs> now, yeah. we were impeding traffic. Yeah. 
but we were arrested for praying for our lawmakers, all of them Republican, Democrat, and in between. And that's what okay. we are to do. That's what the Bible tells us to do. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Well, listen, uh, Pastor Cooper, we appreciate you going to D.C. and standing up on our behalf and representing yes. uh, East Texas so well, so well. Yes. And uh, and let me just tell you, our Pastor Cooper stands out towerly over all the rest. <laughs> I, if I if I can't see anybody else, I can see <laughs> Pastor Cooper. <laughs> I can see Pastor Cooper. <laughs> and I have my eyes on him and praying for him. Okay, sure. hey, Mike. Uh, hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. I got you today, bro. Huh? You got me arrested. Yes, you got you're responsible. Yes, you yes, you have to arrested. And then I have to also say Ron Reynolds, my adopted representative, Ron Reynolds. Now I have been hesitant, but I also adopted Ron Reynolds. But the three of us say, listen, y'all let me tell you the truth. Our lawyer said, Don't do it. Stand down. There was an officer killed at the Pentagon. This is not a good time. They might have to keep you guys. Go look at the time stamp, and we're praying for that family. We're praying for those officers. They had tears in their eyes when they arrested us, and we said, but we didn't come this far to turn around. And when we looked up, 200 people were gone, and we were standing there in the circle. And if I had to do it all over again, I'd do it again because the world now has heard us. And then we went back and and stood with Congresswoman uh, Corey. I forget her last name. That was sleeping on the Capitol steps. Corey Booker. Corey Booker. What's her name? Corey Booker. Corey Booker. Okay. So she was out there. We interviewed with her. Out of Missouri. We got a moratorium from Missouri. We got a moratorium mm-hmm. that day because of all the coverage. So it, our, our fight is not in vain. That's our it. Our fight is not in vain. That's it. That's it. Well, we're very proud of you, and, and we're proud of the fact that you stood up. So, so did they carry you downtown or not? No, uh, thank God. I, I was... Uh, Oh, I had to stay 24 hours to go to the, oh. the booking. Uh, they, they they gave us a citation on the street because they they, they were okay. like we're small fish fish right now. They didn't have time. Right. They had to go deal with the the scene. So then we had Amen. to stay another 24 hour, book the hotel, change change the flight. You know, so we got skin in the game. And so we went down there, and then they took us back behind the cage and and, and fingerprinted us and did all the good stuff. And and I was like, okay. it was surreal. It really was surreal. I've avoided sure. getting arrested all my life. Now to get arrested oh, okay. for the people, and I do it all over again. Florida? I'm sorry, what No, uh, Cory Booker's Florida, the one that's running for the other oh. seat. Oh, 
Oh, yes, 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 I'm, exactly. There yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew there was another book. I got, I got fact finders listening. We have fact finders Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. Well, you're very, I'm glad you got some. Cause we used to miss Rihanna doing that for us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so we, we love Miss Rihanna. Right there. That's outstanding, uh-huh. outstanding. Yeah. Well, I, I was impressed with her simply because if anybody knows anything about homelessness, she does. She talks about yeah. her, she and her children sleeping in the streets. Well, tell us, uh, Pastor yeah. Cooper, how uh, uh, that te- how the Texas house. I'm sorry, what was that, Mr. Arthur? She did that. She did that. Yeah, she, she did. She did. Yeah, she did. Say. Yeah. And, and, uh, and no, nobody can know that better than she because, as I was saying, she told us over and over she couldn't leave that steps because she's been there before i'm talking about she was mm-hmm. for real i mean we we can stand out in the streets all day yeah. long but when but at the end of the day where are we going we're going right on home right we're going yeah, to where yeah, we are right, right now but mm-hmm. she her mm-hmm. home was in the car she had no mm-hmm. place to go so she is a real for real homeless individual she could understand and relate to the people that we've been talking about tonight Yes. But Pastor yes. Cooper, the question that I was asking is, how yes. are our representatives faring? How are they doing? What else can we do to assist them while they're in Washington D.C.? The amazing part is this: is that after so many days that they've been there, uh, they they're still encouraged. Uh, I think they're limited on, on on clothing because they didn't pack. They didn't know it was going to last this long because you know our governor called another session. And they're right. waiting them out. And, and we have firecrackers out there, y'all. Let me tell you, there's so many state representatives. There's some that just stand out, like uh, Jasmine Crockett out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, yes. She has become a, a fast friend. And let me tell you something. She is boots on the ground. Every day she's walking, she's going to one protest after another protest. And she's grabbing the mic, and she's walking, and she's holding uh, the banner, and, and she's doing all of the things. And there are other representatives doing the same thing, but it's just that she has so much enthusiasm and energy, probably because she's so young, but she's an intelligent lawmaker. And uh, matter of fact, when I went to Austin one day, uh, I think Robert Williams was there, and I was in her office, and he didn't know that I knew her. And she was educating us about the bail, uh, uh, the new bail uh, bills that they were trying to pass, and they used the excuse about this officer DPS officer that was killed by a guy that was actually on parole. He, he wasn't on bail. Yeah. He was on parole. And they give him right. this information to, to encourage the Republicans to vote for this bill and lying, absolutely lying. And, and, and wow. some of our lawmakers didn't know the truth. She's going around with 56 uh, legislators and telling them the story and say, listen, this is the reason why we cannot vote for these bills. And we have to do our due diligence and dig down into the second and third page because they're hiding mm. stuff inside of these bills, and we need to do a better job. And so I had to to those. She's a freshman. She's a freshman right. that's out there mm. fighting this good fight. So I have to just give kudos to where kudos are. Exactly. Excellent. Very good. Excellent. Very good. Well, you make us proud. <laughs> And yes, you make us proud you. to yeah. be Americans, and you make us proud to be Democrats because that's who is out there fighting and fighting and not giving up the fight. So uh, so we want to send more, if we can, send more to yes, them, uh, Pastor yes. Cooper. Uh, and so I don't know if there is a general uh, fund that will go in the kitty for everybody because I, when I, I got – I have not seen a general fund. 
Right. Yeah. They're individual ones. But we, I, individual, I, wish we, individual. I wish we could start a general one so that they can just divide up uh, the monies, you know, and then that way it kind of can point. be spread around. You, okay, so right. we need to work at we need to work at that uh, setting up that general fund and then forward. asking. Push I'm giving okay. push democracy okay. forward, and, and, and they're the ones that have, uh, have created some funds. I think over like one hundred fifty thousand dollars in one day for right. them That's, the first time. Yeah, I did that. So, That's so we're going to get with them. To that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, so we're, yeah. we'll find out uh, the contact for that and get with Sister uh, right. Sharonda. Uh, and, and get and that information. Yes, Robinson. Exactly. Yes. And then of course Wonderful I got a notice from uh, from Ron from Ron, and I got one from um, uh, what's it? <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Renetta? No, that's not our first Renetta, name. Okay. You know who? No, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, she's uh, a Delta Delta Sigma Theta sorority out of so Dallas. so many names that. No, oh, uh, out of Dallas. I, uh, so no, she's Arthur. been doing a lot of talk. Arthur, what's her name? What's her first name? Uh, Tony Rose. Who? Tony Rose, Dallas. Yeah, she's out of Tony Dallas. Rose. Yeah, Tony Rose. Yeah. No, 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 not Tony. Yeah, I know, not Tony. The other one. Not Tony Rose. Oh, you're not talking about Jasmine Crockett, the one I was talking about earlier. Not, not even talking about Jasmine. Okay, well, okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you in just a minute. Just keep talking. <laughs> okay. All right. Good deal. <laughs> yes. But anyway, we um, we just need to continue to be the light. Uh, all of us. Uh, uh-huh. So what I'm saying is, no, no, nobody's uh, protest is too small or too large. You never know where it's going to end up. Uh, so we all just have to keep on fighting and and, and work with your local. Uh, 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 groups work with the NAACP, work with the tops, work with uh, your, your clergy, work with the, uh, the, the kid on the block. You never know who is going to catch the eye of the media, and that's what we do. That's why we do what we do. It's it, 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 to, to bring these causes to light, not to bring Pastor Cooper like. Matter of fact, I love the first wave that they when they were talking about me. They said Congressman so and so and Representative so and so, and then this other guy. You know, they, they, right. the national media right. didn't even know who I was. They had to do their due diligence to figure out who Is I was. The then they came guy. back and reprinted it. Yeah, and this <laughs> other guy, <laughs> you know, and this other guy. My, my, my daughter teased me. She said, Daddy, you always talking about the three Hebrew boys. Well, it was three of us, you know. And, uh, right. and and then they said there was this fourth guy, you know, and his name was Jesus. So so we had a fourth guy there with us, go. and that's why we were booked and released. Well, and, and so, Shadrach, uh, Meshach, and Abednego had somebody that yeah, furnished with them, right? That's that poor guy. That joke was Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Abednego, yeah. Yes, yeah, I love it. And now we're talking about the Bowers, Bowers. Bowers from the uh, 113th District. Gotcha. You know who I'm talking about now, right? Yes, we see the face who, all the time. What's the name? Red Renata. Who? Bowers. Bowers, out of your area. Yeah, you know Bowers. She's out of the 113th District. She has been she's been one of the top. She and Fonda oh. Thompson, they've been been one of the main and Ron Ron and uh, the Ron other Reynolds. One, uh, Ron and Reynolds then, uh, and then Gus. Oh, 
I don't want to forget this name since we start naming names. Uh, the chairman, uh, Nicole. Um, That's Coleman. Uh, uh, Nicole, yes, Nicole uh, Collier, I can't, I can't Collier, Collier. Collier, there you go, our chairman, Nicole yes. Collier. Uh, yeah, and then the other thing, we, we had great church on Monday night. Oh, my God, yes. Bishop James Dixon just tore down that man's pulpit. Uh, thank you, uh, Dr. <laughs> uh, Michael Bell, uh, AME Chapel, the, one of the oldest AME churches in, in the United States. I think they're 164 years old. I think the other one's 167 years. Thank you for opening yeah. up your doors to us. We had two uh, Congress people, uh, senators that was also there. Almost all 56 uh, legislators were there, and we had church. We they came up and they prayed. It was an incredible good time. There's so many things. We, at some point, I'm gonna have to sit down and write a memoir, a book, or something about just that week and a half. It's just an incredible go. God time. There you go. There you go. Beautiful. And, and you should. I mean, we need to document this history because yes. guess what? Students will be studying about Pastor Michael Cooper uh, 20-some years from now. It will be in the history books everywhere and uh, even past when we're all gone from here and somebody else is doing this radio show. Uh, they'll be reading about the work that Pastor Cooper and Dr. Hadley and Mr. Arthur has done Dr. McKellar, uh, in their Dr. career. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> their, their there career. you go. Amen. <laughs> you read about it. Read about it. Uh, we appreciate the great work uh, that you guys have done. Okay, well, let me let me share a little bit of exciting news uh, with uh, everybody, and uh, we're still pushing for this date, and that would be September the 11th. Uh, that's the second Saturday in September, and all roads will lead to Tyler, Texas. And we hope the doors of a taste of North Delight will be opening its doors. Uh, the restaurant, uh, we we got people in there working awesome. right now as we speak, uh, getting that restaurant all ready to go, and we're just really excited about uh about the great work that uh, our investment club has uh, are, are doing and, and making sure that we have uh, businesses here in North Tyler in my district uh, where you don't have to go across town uh, or any other place. Uh, if you don't want to make dinner at home, you can come and, and have fine dining with us in the evening time. We're going to have casual dining uh, during the course of the daytime. And so we're just pretty excited about uh, the prospects of that restaurant and how it's, everything is coming to fruition, falling in place. Wow. And then, of course, you know we have, we have the Holiday Inn Express Hotel uh, that was totally redone. Uh, that, that's going to be our next project is to work on seeing, and then we're going to reach out to more, more people. We're going to reach out to Mr. Arthur and, and Pastor Cooper and, and uh, Dr. Hadley and see if they're interested and in uh, a black hotel motel association organization for which we may work on formulating a chapter uh, here. I remember, guys, wow. I was in D.C. Uh, speaking of D.C., I was there probably, what year was that? Well, I was there every year during the Congressional Black Caucus. Every third week in September, we're always in, if I was in this country, I was in Washington, D.C. for the Congressional Black Caucus. 
And so the president of the uh, Black Hotel Motel Association uh, had a big luncheon, invited us uh, down. He had just finished building the Washington Marriott, J.W. Marriott, uh, that's connected actually to the convention center there in D.C., and he invited us down to uh, lunch in his uh, in his hotel, his brand new beautiful hotel, and say now we need more of you involved in becoming members of the Hotel Motel Association. You travel all over the world, all over the country, and uh, we need some of these resources coming into the African American community. Well, we didn't. I didn't take heed to it at that particular time, and I'm sorry that I didn't. That was probably about I'd say about seven, eight years ago or so, and since that time, he has now built across the street from that J.W. Marriott on the same street. Uh, he now has the Courtyard uh, Marriott by Marriott. Wow. He has the Fairfield by Marriott. He's got three hotels, and his hotels stay booked up. And if you, if you walk at the bottom of his hotel and walk down that tunnel, you end up into the Washington Convention Center. So you know he's wow. making grand theft money if his hotel is connected to where all the conventions are held to include the Congressional Black Caucus every single year. So I don't know if what's going to happen again this year, if it's going to be by virtual again this time like it was last time. But if ever we settle down and get back to some form of normalcy, those of us that don't attend the Congressional Black Caucus, you have to attend that. Everybody yeah. that somebody shows up at that thing, people come from all over the world uh, to come there. We have people from Africa that come to to be with, uh, especially when President Obama was the keynote speaker of the Phoenix Award, the Phoenix Award banquet that was always held on a Saturday night, massive. And I tell you, if you see anybody, everybody, all the people that you've ever seen on television, you see them right there mixing and mingling and taking pictures and, and having a great time. So uh, that's that. And uh, I'll find awesome. our, work, our work continues. So I'm happy about the restaurant, and I'm going to look forward to everybody coming uh, into the city on that Can't day wait. to come celebrate. Celebrate with us. But let me talk about this a little bit before we go. It's 945. And so let's talk about, uh, and I really want uh, Pastor Cooper to, and Pastor Cooper and uh, Mr. Arthur to come. Dr. Hagney will be here. And that is on August, let me get my calendar back up here. On August the 19th, the Piney Woods of Mississippi, the boarding school, the black boarding school, the historical black boarding school will be in Tyler, Texas. We'll be at the African American Museum. We will uh, have uh, about 70 guests that's going to be there, uh, there at the, at the museum. And the uh, president, which we have had on our show, uh, will be coming along with uh, uh, Pastor Cliff uh, Wright out of California, who is the recruiter. They will be coming into Tyler, and we want to talk to them. We're going to have them talking to the people from uh, from uh, the Juvenile Justice Center. We want uh, we will be inviting people from the Department of uh, Health and Human Services, Child Protective Service, because we have young kids that are sleeping in offices that could could be in this school. 
getting them educated and uh, having some form of normalcy in children who have had some difficulties uh, in, in their homes that they're no longer living with their parents. And remember the story, I don't know if you remember this or not, but Dr. Crossley, president of the school right now, was a civil rights attorney. And when he was eight years of age, his parents passed away, and he ended up living with his grandmother. Well, this, this school came to his church while he was in the eighth grade, and from that meeting at his church, he went to that school and graduated from that school, went on to law school, became an attorney, and so forth. And then they asked him to be president of that school, and that was his way of giving back to that school that gave so much to him. So he will be in our city on, on the 18th of this month talking about that school and offering up free scholarships uh, to any young student that would love to come to Jackson, Mississippi, to the Piney Woods uh, boarding school. So that's what's going to happen then. Awesome. Question. Okay, my the opening uh, is September the 11th. That's the second Saturday in September. And then, of course, the uh, the school will be here on the 19th. That's on a Thursday, and it's going to be 6 p.m. in the evening. No. So, put both of those dates on All the right. calendar. I'm putting them on <laughs> there now. To, yes, we love to have the in 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 Tyler, Tracy, you hear those dates? All right. <laughs> you got to, you got to, Miss Miss Tracy documenting and writing things down. She's documenting, listening right now. In, yes. In 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 house uh, assistant. There you go. Yes. Very good. In well, listen, guys. What what is what like our yet as our seniors, uh, our ancestors used to say, uh, when they got to the end of the road and they wanted to make sure that they didn't leave out anything. Uh, Pastor Cooper, if there's anything that you'd like to tell us in regards to your campaign, uh, tell us your website and how we can send contributions and that amount. And I, I think you have a specific amount that you're asking yes. us to donate. So give us. Yes. Give us a little bit of uh, your stump speech and, and what you'd like to see happen uh, for the great state of Texas. I, I mute first, out and listen to Pastor Cooper. I'll take just a second. First of all, my stump speech is that, like Wendy Williams says, uh, the audience is, is my co-host. And, and the state of Texas, everyone that's the member, 27.9 million of us, uh, all the things that I'm doing already are the things that, that got me to the seat that I'm trying to achieve and the seat we're about to uh, take over. Uh, you know, our, our our state suffered violence, and by force we would take it back. Uh, so that's what we're doing. And just one of the reports that I'm looking at right now is uh, with uh, my team here at NAACP. They have an update on the COVID vaccination and school supplies giveaway. They did that. So, Dr. Hagney, we're doing that boots on the ground here locally. Uh, they're going to give me an update tomorrow. So as y'all see me getting arrested in D.C. for the cause, we still have people back here locally doing it. All politics is local. That's why we're fighting for H.R. 1, for uh, 
John Lewis Act is being written right now. That's what we're fighting for. So all the things that I'm, I'm fighting for, we're fighting for local, is what propels me to the governor's seat. So it's not the things at their tables, things at our tables. So as Mr. Arthur is always telling us, uh, reminding us, see, tell them the plan, tell them the plan. The plan is this, is that we no longer want to be invited to the table. We come to the table with our own menu of issues, and it's going to be a digital uh, menu because we have to change so, some of those things, and we have to be able to uh, walk and chew gum at the same time. So here you go. We want you to get in the loop with Coop at gmail.com. Go to cooperprotectors.com uh, uh, website. Uh, do not forget, go to Act Blue and type in Michael Cooper, Governor 2022, okay, 2022. reason why we say 2022 because we don't want you to forget that you need to vote next year. Register somebody to vote, vote next year. If you Every time you get paid, if all you have is $2.22, put that in our bank because we need some gas money. We don't need multiple millions of dollars. Although it's going to take that, we're going to get there, not worried about that. Uh, if all you have is $22 one time, that's fine, $2, uh, $20 and 22 cents. But if you have been blessed, you got, uh, $200 uh, and 22 cents, that's great. If you have $2,022, uh, uh, $2, that's great. But the only thing we want you to do is make sure that you vote. We have to vote this man out of the governor's mansion. I should say, if you find a better candidate, vote for him or her. I really don't care at this point. Now, Tracy's yelling and screaming at me, said, Pastor, uh, Pastor Mike, you are our guy. I understand that. But at oh, the end God. of the day, he is not our guy. I am your guy. I am here. I am a fighter, warrior for the people. Thank you. Beautiful, uh, Pastor Cooper. Beautiful. You did that so, so, so well. And we appreciate that. And you are our guy. And so uh, <laughs> so we we that doesn't mean that your work has to stop anywhere else. Uh, because I, it's all in, inculcated into the work as governor. And so if, okay. if other people would have understood that, maybe we wouldn't be pushing him out of the way, but we're pushing and kicking <laughs> and screaming and using every boots that we have to get this guy out of the way so we can have people in that position who really sincerely care about the greater good. Of our community, we're getting ready to get down to the end. But but I want to mention this one thing, uh, Pastor Cooper, uh, and that sure. is that there's still an election this year. We have some propositions that we have to vote on. Maybe yes. this is not the, as Dr. Nichols said. Maybe this is not the sexy election that we're accustomed to having that we're uh, <laughs> out there fighting about. But there are some things that we want to make sure uh, gets voted on or gets voted against by making sure that we vote on these propositions that's coming uh, down the pipe uh, in uh, in November. So don't forget that. Dr. Hagney, you have your final Absolutely. comments. It's 9, 9.53 uh, p.m. Oh, no. night time. And, I'm just, and so we I, I, go ahead. I, I, just, I like to close with Pastor Cooper and everything. I'll be checking with that date down there because we're ready to post that clinic up down there. You mentioned the back-to-school program, but I'll be calling you. Uh, for recommendations and contact people down there. So good luck, and we awesome. look forward to being down in the area. Thank you. Very good. Thank Mr. you. Mr. Arthur? Yes. Hey, Eric Nichols, uh, uh, we, we win. It we don't look like it sometimes, but we win. And just to make this keep up. That's a good point. We are winning. Yes, we are winning. We are, yeah. we are winning. That's right. And we can't stop the fight. Can't stop it. Well, listen, guys, I, I want to mention a couple of other things. I, uh, to, today, 
and we we talked about homelessness, of course. So today we're out on the land, and uh, we had our uh, we had our guys to come out and take a look at at the land and see what it would take in order to level it off. We've earmarked uh, of uh, one spot of uh, my land to um, my family uh, to uh, earmark toward uh, homelessness. And so, Pastor Cooper, we found out that uh, that there are uh, there are some uh, trailers out there pretty close to you that FEMA had that they are selling them uh, to the public for $100 per trailer. Trailer completely. Uh, furnished, and uh, so we're looking at possibly bringing some of those trailers onto that five acres that are earmarked uh, uh, for uh, setting up uh, housing for homeless veterans. This is specifically earmarked for homeless veterans. Uh, Once again, we don't want to leave anybody on the streets, but but this is for homeless veterans. And so... uh, so that's what we're working on. And starting on Monday, they will level off that land, get it straightened out, and then we can get down in there and see exactly where we want to to, to circle off of that area to place some of those trailers. And then there's a, a strong po- a probability as well of us being able to uh, build. The builders were out there today that possibly uh, build from the ground or help us to work on uh, so that those trailers won't just look like a trailer, uh, so to speak, uh, that they could do something to make it look more like um, a nice housing uh, rather than, because we don't want it to appear as a quote-unquote a trailer park. Um, just don't want that. So, uh, but, but that's a possibility that we we will be able to um, to get all the help, and, and these are people who are volunteering their services uh, to help veterans. And so we thank them for that, and we thank them so much for coming out uh, to take a look at the property and how they can help us to uh, to make that happen. And so kudos to them. And the the interesting part, guys, is let me tell you. Uh, speaking of California and all the fires and all that. Uh, we have so many family members that have moved out of California, sold their homes for a million dollars, came down to Texas on the McKellar's property, the McKell- and that's my husband's family and their land. They're in Bullard, Texas, and have built houses all around the golf course down there on McKellar Road. Wow. And so, so some of them are builders, and they're the ones who came out and say, let us help you uh, to, um, to find housing. Uh, for vet, for the veterans and, and set up some quarters for them. So it's going to be called McKellar's Mansion wow. for Veterans. <laughs> Excellent. So we're going to talk about that. And the other thing that we want to say quickly is that, listen, guys, uh, it's still a, a heat advisory out there. By all means, if you're out there, hydrate yourself, drink lots of water, uh, but stay out there as, as, as few minutes as you possibly can. Uh, get in and out of your car because uh, it's still that, that heat. You'll be overcome by that heat before you know it. And so we want to make sure that we keep you safe and you keep yourself safe. And you keep our students and our children safe. And remember, they're going back to school. Uh, parents, don't forget, make sure that you send your children back to school prepared. Because let yeah. me just tell you one tragedy that happened this week. A little three-year-old, it's my sorority sister's 
great niece, three years of age, no longer with us. Mm-hmm. So children, it doesn't matter. Graves, they make them in all sizes, right? All shapes, all sizes. So let's just protect our children and make sure that they're all cared for. Let's protect the homeless, make sure that they're cared for, and whatever we can do to make sure our Pastor Cooper is taken care of yes. to become our next yes. governor. I'm all for that. So 958, we're hoping that Miss Rihanna is listening uh, so that she can prepare us for our song. It's been an amazing show. We always have such outstanding information that's coming from every direction. And I appreciate you guys for being on, and I appreciate you for bringing all your knowledge and all your experience and everything uh, to this show to make it one of the most informative shows that we could ever have. Because the key, education. Education is the key. And we're not going to suffer from the lack of knowledge because we're going to make sure Dr. Mm-hmm. Hagney brings it. We're going to make sure Pastor Cooper brings it. We're going to make yes. sure Mr. Arthur brings it to Marvelous Monday and make it a Marvelous yes. Monday. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll see Thank you. you. Thank on, you. Yeah. Have a great evening Thanks. and be safe out there. And we'll turn it over to you, Miss Rihanna. Thank you, Miss Rihanna. You can play our song now. Bye for now. Ariana. One day. It will be out, it will be out, oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, his spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up When it goes down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots, we on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up One day, when the glory comes It will be out, it will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh, glory, glory. Now the war is not over, victory isn't won, but we'll fight on.
every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes It will be Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.